Hey guys, welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. I'm your host, Chef Taylor Duncan, and we're here for episode four with my friend Avery Harrington. Hey Avery, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing really good. Um, it's so super great to have you on the podcast. You know, we've talked about this for a while. So first first all, off, I'd really like for you to introduce yourself and talk about, you know, your age, where you're from, your job, etc. Sure. So I grew up in Virginia Beach. We actually, my family moved here. Um, my dad was in the Navy, shocker. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people come this way because their parents oh, yeah, are in the definitely. military. <laughs> um, but I moved here, I think in 2000, I think I was eight or nine. Um, so I've lived here in Virginia beach longer than I lived anywhere else. Um, I am 22 and I'm a paralegal, which a lot of people don't actually know. They always think I'm just on social media all day, every day right. <laughs> doing things, <laughs> having all the fun, but I do have a full-time job that I do actually really love and care about and enjoy. That's great. Did you go to school for paralegal or? So I graduated from ODU a semester early with two degrees, one in sociology, the other in criminal justice. Um, and my intention is to go to law school. So I, my senior or my junior slash senior year, I uh, kind of got my foot in the door at a small boutique firm. I started out as a receptionist, kind of moved my way into legal assisting, and then I took a new job um, with a bigger firm um, as a paralegal, which is really what I want to be doing um, for for now. And then hopefully within the next three to four years, I'll probably go to law school, but who knows? I might change my mind. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you're you're super young still, so you have time to decide, but I mean, you're on a great track for sure. Um, (laughs) I'm super glad that we met. I mean, you're super awesome person and you've gave me so much insight into stuff, you know, as far as diet culture and stuff like that. So -hmm. next I want to talk about how we met. So we met at the summer shoot that we did at, um, with Allie, um, at the dinner, for what was it eight people we did like the model dinner and i did all the stuff oh, like that did. oh what did we oh we called that the bougie bestie dinner yeah yep yep that was what it was called <laughs> so so that's where we met and you know we've kind of just talked on and off ever since then um seen a couple each other a couple times since then mm-hmm. yeah um and we just always thought like we had the same mentality when it came to you know uh diet culture and stuff like that so you know f- from the very beginning we talked about doing a video whether it was podcast or you know instagram live and stuff like that and then it just kind of worked out that i started a podcast and to have you on here is perfect yeah so so the next thing i want to talk about is something that's super inspiring for sure is your weight loss journey can you share that yeah so i think it all i mean got to go back to the beginning right Mm -hmm. um throughout my entire life i think similar to a lot of people a lot of people struggle with their weight Um, They struggle with how other people think that they should look or how possibly like they think they should look based on the way other people react to the way that they look or what they're seeing. Um, Like again, on social media, like for me, it was magazines. Like I remember sitting in a a doctor's office looking at, I think it was Jessica Simpson or someone, I forget. I remember it was a blonde woman. It was like, lost 80 pounds doing blah, blah, blah diet. And I was like, mom, I want to do this. And she was like, no, absolutely not. Right. I just think like ever since I can remember, it's consumed my life, which 
is sad, but it's also something that is nice to reflect on and and kind of take my own spin and perspective off of my own personal journey that I know a lot of people, a lot of other people have either gone through or witnessed. Um, so ever since, yeah, ever since I can remember, I've just kind of struggled with the way that I looked or kind of my self image mostly. Right. So you struggled with your self image and you always wanted to better yourself in that regard. Yeah. Which is not something now that I wish, obviously I, that I wish I would have spent my entire life, you know, thinking about, um, my, I remember ever since I can remember I was counting calories. Like my mom was always so beautifully fit. Um, I always wanted to look like her. I always thought I got my dad's genetics, um, (laughs) which really aren't bad either. It was just, kind of the way that like my body started to form oh, yeah. um, I was a dancer a swimmer uh in the winter I skied so I was muscular I was a lot bigger than a lot of the girls my age um even boys my age I was <laughs> you know broader shoulders I've always had wide hips my my thighs have always been on the bigger side more muscular um when I started dancing, I think that that was really hard. Um, I was always in front of a mirror. I was always next to other girls, other young girls, you know. And how old were you when you started that? Mm, I took it more seriously when I was in middle school, so probably sixth grade. Um, so from I, middle I, school I, until how long did it take for it to really click where you were like, I, you know, I need to make a change? I mean, I think, I mean, as far as like a weight loss journey, I think I was always trying. I think I was just trying in the wrong ways. Right. Just didn't put enough like input into it. Not that. It was just, I was hoping for the wrong things. I was doing the wrong things. I was counting calories over, like over excessively. I would go to dance class for four hours a night and then have my mom take me to the gym after. Like I was over exercising. Mm-hmm overindulging, like overeating because I was starving myself because I was so hungry and it was just a vicious cycle. And when I got to high school, it was like the same thing. Tried it for, you know, always was like, Oh, let me do this new diet. It never worked. Lost the weight, but gained it back in the next three months because it's not sustainable. Um, I went to college, obviously freshman 15 is a thing. Hate to say it, but it is, you know, you're introduced to alcohol, dining hall, meal swipes, that kind of thing. Um, you're not really eating your best because you're not really being your best. <laughs> um, I moved into my own house my sophomore year and like not my own house, but you know, not on in the dorms. Right. Um, and I had surgery. I had a tonsillectomy, so I couldn't eat for four weeks. Mm-hmm. And I noticed because I couldn't eat that I just shred weight off. Um, so I kind of kept up with that after I had surgery and I saw something, I saw the keto diet was a fad. Like it was huge Mm -hmm. when I was recovering from surgery and I was like, you know what? My mentality was at that time, I want to keep this weight off. I want to continue to lose weight. So I'm going to do this new diet. Well, that turned to crap. Um, I 
was over compulsive as far as exercising. Um, so orthorexia, I was right. under eating. So anorexia, I was binging and purging. When so you I were doing all things the wrong way. It sounded like. Yeah. And so then, then you decided what? How many years ago that you put yourself on the right track? So two years ago, I'd say I around this time. Yep, around this time, I said. I can no longer do this to myself. I'm hurting myself. I'm hurting the people around me. I'm, it was more as like, it was more like I'm sad of being, feeling this way. Like I no longer want to feel this way. So I said, I'm going to focus. Like I knew at that time my mental health was not healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of just took a step back and said, I'm not going to focus on the food part of it. I'm going to focus on my mentality and how I perceive how happy I am as a person, how happy I am with my self image. My weight does not define my worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people struggle with, you know, especially females. They struggle with yeah. the, the self-worth aspect when they see, yeah. hey, I see myself in the mirror. I'm not attractive, but other people see you as attractive, but you don't care about what anybody thinks. You think about only what you think. And I think that's really, I mean, you know, seeing the before and after pictures that you've posted, like you've, how many pounds have you lost? So in total, it's been 65 and I have gained like a ton of muscle, so that's crazy and and that's yeah. in two years mm-hmm. that's that's amazing that's that's super awesome so you know the next two questions um we're kind of going to skip over because we kind of just went into them we're going to skip into the diet culture mentality that mm-hmm. we've talked about so so tell me your your aspect and your your thought process on diet culture i think that it's everywhere i really do i mean you turn around like I said, in magazines from the start, before Instagram was even a thing, headlines are lose weight fast, sexiest woman alive, but does this diet or whatever. It's There's always constantly a, a new diet. It was Atkins that turned into keto, mm-hmm. that turned into Whole30, that turned into like all of these apps everywhere my fitness pal don't even get me started yeah but, and so do you not believe in that at all like you think you should just like and and, we'll, and the next point we'll kind of go into like the eating component but as far as like diet culture like do you think that all that stuff is a scam so as far as counting calories there is a safe way to count calories okay there is I mean, counting calories does wonders for people who are competing, who are bulking, who who need to maintain their weight, um, who are athletes, like who 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 work out all day long and have to replenish their body so that they can perform the next day. I'm not saying that I think my fitness pal is, or I'm not saying that tracking your calories is a bad thing. For me personally, it does not work. I over or I over obsess. I'm over compulsive with it. I, I will overanalyze every single thing I put in my body if I were to continue or 
or start again to count calories. It's just not for me. Well, and I think another thing that we should touch on as well is like, you know, everyone's body's different, you know, and right. at the end of the day, like how can you can't count calories for one person and know their, their weight, their height, you know, how much exercise they're getting every single day. And like, how can you make sure that's exactly how they're going to get the results that they're going to get? You can't guarantee that. And I think right. that's what a lot of the times what happens is like, you know, these personal trainers and stuff like that get this um, accusation or, they get this mindset where people get the mindset where they think, oh, I'm going to lose all this weight because they're giving me this meal plan. Like, no, it's not all about the meal plan. It's not all about the the calorie counts and stuff like that. But I think people, you know, with these meal prep services and stuff like that, they're in this area. Like, you know, I have a special, a very special diet and that's what I want to get, which I understand, but mm-hmm. I don't think it should be all about that. And like, and so the next question I want to go into is intuitive eating. Like, you know, me and you have talked about this a number of times is when your body's hungry, feed it. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to, doesn't mean you have to overindulge, but do you want to touch on intuitive eating a little bit? Sure. So to go back to like my fitness pal mm-hmm. first, just before I get lost, um, you put in all your information, your height and your weight, blah, blah, blah. You put in that you're a female no matter what, they're never going to produce more than 2000 calories right? per day per person for a woman. That's insane. Like my BML, my basic metabolic level or BMR, sorry, is a, my basic metabolic rate, which is the amount of calories that my body uses per day to live is not even 2000. It's less than that. It's more than that. That's so what I, I figured. Need to be yeah. Consuming more food to keep my body alive, much more if I'm exercising every day. Um. So what is like? I mean, if you had to guess, like, what is your yeah. average calorie intake every day? You See, think more than two thousand? Oh yeah, I posted this on my um, on my Instagram, aharfit. Go follow me. Yeah, I definitely talk about <laughs> um, that. Um. And I asked, I said, do you guys want to know how much, how many calories I consume per day or do you prefer not knowing? Because I haven't, I, I don't, can't remember the last time I counted how much I was eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and more people said that they didn't want to know. And I think it was just because they saw it as something new where not everyone's, where I'm not posting my calories. Like I'm not showing everyone like eat this versus this to to save calories, that's not what I'm about. Um, and to go into your next question, intuitive eating is what I am about. So intuitive eating for me would be waking up, you know, make my coffee, look in the fridge, what do I feel like eating today, regardless of how many calories it is? Mm-hmm. What is your body what, telling you that you want? Right. So that's what I started with two years ago. One day I woke up and I said, what do I feel like eating right now? The first thing was probably, I don't remember what it was, but it was probably like a sausage, egg and cheese from Starbucks. And then eventually that craving went away because I was feeding my body what it wanted. And I started eating, you know, like a banana and yogurt instead or a piece of toast with peanut butter or my waffles that are absolutely amazing. And then for lunch, I would do the same thing, like not even for lunch. If I got hungry for a snack, I would say, okay, I'm going to listen to my body. I'm hungry. What do I have? 
is it lunchtime? Sometimes it would be like 11.30 and like I wanted a whole lunch. And just because of the time of day doesn't mean I'm not going to feed myself lunch. So I would eat lunch at sometimes 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, and again, I would just look in the fridge and say, or my pantry, what do I feel like eating? What sounds good? And as soon as you start feeding your body, intuitively eating, feeding your body what it craves, your body will eventually crave all sorts of foods. People think intuitive eating as I'm going to eat whatever I want. Well, yes and no, you're going to eat what your body is telling you that it wants to eat, but you're also listening to your hunger cues. So intuitive eating is stopping when you feel full. Right. Not overstuffing yourself. Intuitive eating is... Yeah, intuitive eating is balance in my eyes. <laughs> like some days it's, you know, waffles with syrup and butter. And for lunch it's a salad. And for dinner it's pasta with a protein. And dessert, maybe I'll go get ice cream. But then the next day it might be like a smoothie bowl and a sandwich and then for dinner I'll want a big salad like it just so it's different yeah it's not relying on the same thing every day and I think that's where a lot of people run into the rut when it comes to like meal prepping and stuff like that you get tired of it because you're eating the same exact thing you know chicken with rice five nights a week you know I mean that'll make anyone like want to kill themselves you know honestly (laughs) well it, it also I think would make them want to eat what they are craving so they're gonna cheat more yeah they're gonna binge eat on the things that they can't have per se their meal plan and overeat because they're gonna think i don't know when the next time i'm gonna have this is so i need to eat it all and that was my mentality for a long long time and so after i did that keto diet my sophomore year of college i gained all the weight back in one month i lost 50 pounds then over two years ago and I gained it back all in one month because of that mentality that's crazy that's so inspiring for a lot of people I know for sure because I mean that that's crazy gaining 50 pounds back in a month and it was so hard it was so like that part of my that was where my mental health was at my worst was when I started that diet I lost all that weight I was drinking extensively I was binging and purging and then I would just binge eat on every single thing that I saw because I would think, oh my God, I have to like be skinny and my diet starts tomorrow, but it really wouldn't start tomorrow because I would do the same thing over and over again and I lost, I gained back the 50 pounds that I had lost in six months because I was restricting, because I was not feeding my body what it needed and what it wanted. And then, of course, you were riding that high, you know, oh, I lost all this weight. I'm not going to, there's no way I'm going to gain it back anytime soon. And then after a month, you were probably like, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, I can't even imagine that. And then so, so after that, you were just like, I need to be more serious about it. It wasn't that I needed to be more serious. It was just that I wanted to, to improve my mental health because after that seven month period, where I had lost 50 pounds, 50, 60 pounds, and gained back in a month, I was like, what the hell am I doing? What am I, where do I go from here? Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, so self-conscious because people, I was also public with that. You know, I 
posted every single thing that I ate to keep myself accountable. And I, I just thought, what are people going to think? Right. My so it was all like the self-image thing. Yeah. My new mentality was, I don't give a shit what people think. This is my life and I want to take control of my life. I no longer want to diet. I no longer want to starve myself. I no longer want to feel guilty after I eat something that's not in this meal plan. I do not ever, ever, ever want to feel guilty, shame, unworthy, unhealthy, or unhappy about the way that I look. And you don't anymore. But that's the thing. It's not even like with weight, with this the past two years like with my weight loss that was not my intention it it honestly happened after I started to view my life in that mentality I want to be happy I want to be me I want to be myself and I want to feed my body and nourish my body I don't want to keep starving myself Mm -hmm. because it's getting nowhere Oh yeah, definitely. And well, you've definitely done that and you know, you're doing phenomenal now, which is super important. And I, I mean, you seem to be the happiest you've ever been, which is super inspiring. Mm-hmm. So that'll kind of ex the next question, the change of focus about diet. Cause I kind of just went into that, but let's talk about your favorite meal to eat at home. Like say you're making dinner for yourself or a special <laughs> occasion. What would you make? Okay. So my favorite, okay. I have two. Okay. Okay, I have three. Well, should I do breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Yeah, that's fine. You can do that. Okay, breakfast. I love anything Kodiak cakes. <laughs> okay, yeah, I see you post those a lot. If you follow me, you know. And it's not even, people are like, oh, like, fitness people eat those. And I'm like, no, they are just genuinely so good. Like, if I liked Eggos more than I liked Kodiak cake waffles, I would eat the Eggos. But I don't. I love the Kodiak cakes. They are there a certain, so... certain flavor? Yes, blueberry. So the blueberry waffles, but the blueberry lemon muffin mix is fire. It's Sounds just, good. It's so good. And you can pop them in the toaster. They're super easy, like, for a fast, quick breakfast because I'm not a morning person. And, like, I'll bring a banana with me and I'll eat it in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, lunch? Hmm. Okay, I love a good smoothie bowl. And I do make those at home. Or like a big turkey sandwich has always been my go-to. What are you putting on it? Hmm. Okay, pickles, obviously. Tomato, lettuce. Wait, dill pickles or sweet pickles? Dill pickles. Or they have to be. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Um, But I like the sand dollar pickles, not the spears. Yep, I agree. Um, Spicy mayo, which you can make with sriracha and mayo. And a little bit of lime juice. And no cheese because I'm dairy free. <laughs> and I'm only dairy free because I'm pretty sure I'm lactose intolerant and it just does not sit well with my body. Like it after I eat dairy, my 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 face, my skin will just purge. It's just disgusting. Hmm. So I don't eat that. So when did you realize that? Um recently, actually I was like, I don't know why my skin is blowing up again. Um, and so since you cut out dairy, you've realized that it's swelled back down? or Yeah, like my skin is a lot clearer. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, that's important to figure that out. So let's talk dinner now. 
Oh, dinner. Hmm. Okay, so I love easy meals, obviously. Mm-hmm. Not a big chef like you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do make really good stuffed bell peppers. Okay. So obviously white rice, tomato, onion with like any type of ground meat. I'm I'm hating chicken right now, actually. I don't know what it is. I'm just really not into chicken. Okay. Um, Have you ever done ground turkey? Yeah, ground turkey or beef. Okay. Um, with a little bit of like tomato sauce. Okay. Like, um, not what is it? I forget. Not vodka. Yeah, no, not vodka sauce. I forget what it is, but I buy it at, at Wegmans. It's so good. So tomato sauce, rice. What'd you say? You said tomato sauce, rice, stuffed bell pepper. Mm-hmm. With the okay, so the rice, the meat, onions, a little bit of tomato sauce, and then you put them back in the bell pepper. Like you stuff the bell peppers, and then you put them in the oven. Mm-hmm. Bake them, and they're literally so good. Sounds good. Yeah, they're definitely. Uh, I'm sure people would definitely be interested in that. I mean, that's definitely like a clean eating meal, but would taste well, good as well. Um, so next, let's talk about your favorite local restaurant. Ooh, this is so hard. Hmm. It depends on the mood. Like, I am such a mood eater. I'm like, I don't know what mood I'm in. Am I, like, what am I in the mood for? All right, ultimate date night location for a restaurant. Where are you going? In uh, Virginia Beach. Ultimate date night. Well, Bellamonte is so, so, so good, but they're closing. Oh, really? Didn't I know that? I think they actually already closed. Hmm. Um, Aldo's is really good. That's more Italian. Okay, I've heard of that. I haven't tried that. That's a new place, right? No, they've been there for years. Oh, no, that's on Meadows, I think. Um, And actually, Commune. Oh, okay, I've heard that's good as well. That's in Norfolk, right? There's one in Norfolk and there's one in Virginia Beach. And I've only been to the one in Virginia Beach. But when I tell you it is like farm to table, it is so good. So good and so fresh. So what's your favorite thing to get there? I got the biscuits and gravy and it was 10 out of 10. So that's brunch? Yeah, well, I think I actually served lunch too. Okay, I'll have to try that out. Have you tried the uh, the brunch at Civil Libation? I have not, but I have been there for dinner. Oh my gosh, you need to try the brunch because I've been for dinner and brunch, and I'm not super big on brunch, but their brunch was really good. Mm, Chicken I and waffles. Um, they had butternut squash donut holes with homemade caramel sauce. That was really good. Oh wow! And then blood orange and cranberry mimosas. Oh, I do love blood orange. <laughs> All right, so next, let's talk about your favorite fitness influence. It can be a celebrity. It can be you know someone on Instagram. Mm. And if you don't have one, that's fine, too. I would say... Okay. I have two. Okay. <laughs> I'm the most indecisive person. Oh, you're fine. Um, so, the first one... Let me pull up our page. So I pronounce it. Okay, there's three, actually. So, there's Des B. Her name is Des Pfeiffer. She's a fitness trainer. Um, she's a mother... She's always been, you know, into fitness, but she's she she she's just so cool. Like she's like down to earth. Yeah, and she like 
she did she does not like beat around the bush but she's also like not out here starving herself you know that's good yeah like you are (laughs) um and then there's felicia fitness similar situation with her or what similar situation is she a mother and stuff like that she was actually like over 300 pounds i think at one point and she lost 140 pounds she's had two babies and another one super down to earth not starving herself so it seems like a lot of your influences are like you know similar to your mentality which is super important authentic and genuine yeah genuine yeah and and show the the good and the bad and and you know the raw and the real which is i think hard for a lot of people when they get on social media and they're like oh these girls are perfect like how i can never be like this it's just so much to keep up with it's really not you you have to unfollow those people that make you feel that way mm-hmm. that make you you can't put yourself first that you can't be happy because you have to put your mental health first. Well, and social media is so like toxic to your mind because you think these people are living real lives and, you know, um, Instagram and Facebook and stuff is just the highlight reel. And that's what people, it's hard for people to wrap their head around is like, Oh man, this person is doing so, so good with their life, but you don't see all the stuff they're not posting. Yeah. You know, and I think that's that's important to to relate, you know, especially um for fitness and stuff like that because you say all the good stuff they're posting, but you don't see all the struggles they're going through and stuff like that. And you know, everyone has struggles. So, you talked about two. Did you talk about the third? No, I didn't. So, it's Mixin Zazon. Zazon? I don't know how to pronounce her name. But she has her own like her own hashtag it's normalized normal bodies okay um she's the owner of common it's a clothing brand so it's like everybody is beautiful which is absolutely true and she is someone following her like kind of got me through my worst body image days which we all have them i have them still like you know, sometimes you wake up and you feel more bloated than other days or you feel like you're, you know, just in a rut, you're bloated. That's normal. Like those are normal human things. And that's something that she shows is just being a human. Right. And I think that's super important to be able to relate to that. And I think, so is she like your number one, you think? Um, Out of the three? Okay. She also, you know, it's like move my body if I want to. And that's exactly what I do. Like, I don't feel like going to the gym today. Okay, it'll be there tomorrow. I so, don't feel no, and yeah, don't don't feel pressured to do what you don't want to do. And you know, you've right. seen results with that. So, you know, moving to the next question, the daily routine. So, you know, you said you don't go to the gym every single day if you don't feel like going to the gym. So, what's your like daily? Let's say your daily work workday routine, and then what do your daily weekend routine? Okay, so my daily work routine is wake up at 7.30, have coffee, get ready, go to work, work all day, take a lunch hour. Um, Sometimes I'll like go walk around and shop mostly. (laughs) Um, You know. Because you work in town center, right? Mm -hmm. So eat my lunch, 
Um, try and get on Instagram <laughs> when I'm not at work um, to kind of like keep up up to date. I mean, I don't really, this week I've kind of taken a step back just because it has been a lot, like trying to keep up and post all the time. And I'm trying to also remind myself that I don't need to do that every day. No, definitely um, not. And, and I think that's a big thing that people try to fall into is like, Hey, I need to have, be on a schedule for posting and stuff like that. And, you know, especially with my business stuff like that, I just post when I want to, you know, like don't feel like obligated where you have to post every single day or every two days, like just do what you need to do. Like the same thing like you're talking about with your body, like post when you feel like you need to post, you know, like feel like when you have something that you need to post that is beneficial to your Instagram or your Facebook account or your website account, whatever it is, you know, post when it's something that's beneficial, not just posting just to post. Right. So next, let's talk about your, uh, well, you, so you talked about um, going to lunch and stuff like that. And so then after that, you come back, go to the office. So then what about when you get home? Okay. So when I get home, normally we make dinner. Um, I'll probably watch an episode of something like a 45 minute Netflix something because I just have to decompress. My job is like mentally exhausting. Oh, I'm sure so it is. I'd taking a step back, um, cooling down for a little, <laughs> um, and before you make dinner, no, after, okay. and then, um, digesting. And sometimes I'll, you know, then evaluate, do I really want to go to the gym today or would I, would it be more beneficial for my body to rest today and then, you know, go tomorrow. Um, and then I try to get in bed before 10 30, but I'm, probably won't go to sleep until midnight <laughs> <laughs> so next let's talk weekend routine so let's okay. say saturday morning you wake up you know you don't have anything planned for the day what are you doing oh, never have those kind of days <laughs> <laughs> um i think just playing catch up from the week before you know laundry <laughs> i would probably wake up at like 11 or 12 because so i pretty late oh yeah um, I'm not a morning person, but my job does pay my bills. So oh yeah, for sure. Right. So so would so if you get up later on a Saturday, would you stay up later on a Friday night? Um, it depends. So, okay, so I used to take a Friday afternoon nap, and I don't do that anymore. Um, so I mean, it depends. It depends also on like the season. If it's summertime, then oh yeah, I'm definitely going out. But if it's winter, <laughs> then we're probably watching movies. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so that so from there, you know, you talked from about my, wake up yep. at eleven. You know, probably food at some point, <laughs> um, whether it's brunch or just at home. Um, so it coffee. sounds like your weekends are like super like laid back, you know, take your time to do everything. Yeah. Um, and then I'll, I'll, I'd probably be with friends. So probably dinner with friends, um, drinks with friends. We have been seeing a lot of our family recently, so that's nice. Well, that's good. Yeah. It is the holiday season, which is super important. You know, Thanksgiving was last week. Did you have a good Thanksgiving with your family? Oh yeah. We all cooked. I brought the, um, canned, cranberry sauce <laughs> so you made that for sure oh yeah i'm not i told you i am not a chef like you <laughs> yeah but honestly like next time next thanksgiving i'm going to teach you how to make homemade cranberry sauce it literally will take you five minutes 
Oh, perfect. <laughs> and it's be super easy. I make a really good like cranberry apple relish, and mm-hmm. it's Ooh, that it's way good. better. I've honestly never touched canned cranberry sauce because I just think it's so easy to make. Um, yeah. So next, let's talk about your. Um, you know, we talked about kind of your weekend routine, which kind of depends on what you have going on and stuff like that. So let's talk about your five-year plan. What is your five-year plan? You know, you talked about law school and stuff like that. What, where do you see yourself in 2026? What What is your hopes and dreams and aspirations for that? So this is a question that I think is so funny to ask because, honestly, I don't even know what I'm going to do in 10 minutes. That's fair. Um, I think a five-year plan is you know, nice to envision, but it doesn't always go that way. I Um, I completely agree with you. And, and, you know, going back on that, you know, my five-year plan was to be a private chef and that was two years ago. And, you know, it just kind of happened, you know, with being laid off twice and stuff like that. It just kind of, it just kind of happened. So, you know, you know, with life and stuff like that, you kind of just figure it out as you go. Um, and, I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea to have a five-year plan. Okay, let me ask you this. What is your end goal with your career? Like, what is the top, like, top peak? What do you want to be where you will be the happiest you've ever been in your work life, if you have that? I don't know. Like, do you want to be, like, you know, top lawyer in the game in Virginia Beach? Do you want to be, like, the number one attorney? Like, do you think about that kind of stuff at all? No, honestly. Okay, that's fair. My, I mean, my, my motto is one day at a time because, honest, like I try, I really do try and plan things out, and it just it doesn't work. It never goes according to plan. That's fair. Yeah, you'll get there, and like I said, I mean, I'm 27, you're 22, um, so you'll get there with that mindset as well. I mean, you still have plenty of time to figure out what exactly you want to do, mm-hmm. um, but you're killing it right now as it is. So just. Mm-hmm enjoy what you're doing and take it easy um so next if you could travel anywhere right now and try the food there where would it be oh all right i have two okay that's fine <laughs> or just one okay i want it okay i am a huge fan of croissant okay so i would love to go to france and try the croissant oh yeah Chocolate Absolutely. or plain? Plain. You don't want but, to try the pain of chocolate? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> well, I do, but... <laughs> yeah, but you just want regular. I would prefer plain. Or... Oh, this is so hard. I feel like everyone would love to go to Italy. Yeah, everyone would, of course. And, you know, because it's so beautiful and the food is so good. Handmade pasta and pizza... And everything else in between. Okay. All the cheese, Let's take the food out of the picture. If you could choose one place for like scenery or travel and then the food is kind of just like an extra addition, where would you pick? Iceland. And why would you pick Iceland? Because it's beautiful. I have seen a lot of pictures that does look really pretty, but isn't everything, is it Greenland or Iceland like where everything's imported and it's super expensive? Oh, I, I don't know. I think it's both. There's one of them like where it's so hard to get to, they have to import every, everything. Okay, so that's so. is there a certain Icelandic food that you've ever seen that you want to try, or you just want to go there? Oh, no, I just want to go there because it's pretty. <laughs> I, I'm honestly like trying to think of like an Icelandic dish or like 
where their influences come from, and honestly, I have no idea. Oh, okay. Well, I just looked it up, and it's a lot of birds. Puffins, actually. They eat puffins? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to eat a puffin? Sheep. They eat a lot of puffin and sheep, so I'm going to have to say no to Iceland <laughs> on the food. All right, so no for Iceland on the food. We'll pick Italy for the food, Iceland mm-hmm. for the views. Yep. All right, so... But also, Italy's beautiful, too. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes, you know, it... I do... I am a city girl, though. But I grew up in Maine, so I do like the... Country the scenic, aspect. The scenic yeah. mm-hmm. So, next question. How often do you work out? This is a question I keep getting all the time. I mean, I think it's an important so thing because I think a lot of people are, like, interested to find out, you know, for sure. Yeah. I had a few people... Okay, more than a few. Like, a lot of people message me the past, like, probably two to three weeks and... You know, a few of them have asked, like, how much do you actually work out? Um, I had a few people ask me, like, I feel pressured to work out six or seven days a week. Like, That's how do you That's too much, do- right? Oh, yeah. And I, she, uh, uh, two of the girls were like, how do you do this? And I was like, since when did I ever say that I did that? I never do that. I would, well, I did previously, like a long time ago, six or seven days a week. I was like, I have to, I have to, I have to. If I don't, then I would feel guilty. Now I aim for three. I, you know, I try for three. If I don't, if I don't make it to the gym three days a week, then fine. Most of the time, I feel like it's more around four or five. Okay. Um, but that's also because right now I'm working on my strength and I get really excited when I hit a new PR. <laughs> right. Um, and it's kind of, you know, like motivating me. Also, it's wintertime, so there's nothing else to do. I don't really like the cold. Um, I just feel like there's so much more activities in the summertime. So honestly, over the summer, I wasn't even going to the gym, really. You I just was. You do stuff but, outside. Yeah, and... Like, I wasn't making it all the way to the gym. I would kind of do, like, a hit workout or maybe some banded workouts at, at at home. But, yeah, it's honestly, like, three or four. I would say, like, in an, if you took an average of my weeks, it would probably be three to four. There are weeks, however, that I'm like, oh, I'm just not feeling it. And it would be, like, you know, seven or ten days I'd go between workouts and that's completely fine because my body clearly needed the rest. Yeah. And that's fair. And, and you know, you're still seeing the results from that. So, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, it's inti- intuitive eating, intuitive working out as well. Mm-hmm. So next, and, and this, if you don't have this, it's okay. Do you have any easy recipes for light snacks or meals to make it easy for people on the go? Like, I know you said you take your waffles and stuff with you sometimes in the car when you're on a rush. Mm-hmm. Didn't you say that? So, snacks. Easy snacks. I mean, I, I guess you could take, like, your um, your yogurt bowls and stuff with you, right? Yeah, but I probably wouldn't do that. Um, I feel like easy snacks are always, like, almonds are always a good one. I always buy, like, the prepackaged um, food, like... Like the like bags of popcorn or 
like snack bags. Um, that definitely makes it a lot easier. Okay. I am someone who gets hangry a lot. So I do have <laughs> to have snacks around. Um, my favorite like protein bar right now, which like I don't really, it's just, you know, on the go proteins, high protein, super easy to get in are the power crunch. Um, I'm also a person that cannot eat. I'll go like months with eating one type of bar and then I won't ever be able to eat it again and I have to change onto something new. So like cliff bars are out. Think bars are out. Um, what are those quest bars are out for me? <laughs> like I will just never go back to those. Um, so, so you're right just always now, onto the next big thing when it comes to yeah. protein bars. Mm-hmm. Um, what's another good snack that I bring? Oh, hummus. Anywhere you go. Um, Typical white girl snack. <laughs> like, but I, I, I like mine with bell peppers and pretzels. So like, I'll bring a little bit of both. Um, pita chips, always super good. What's another snack that I bring? Um, fresh fruit, like an apple or a banana. Um, but like, I do love a good bag of Doritos or Fritos every now and then. Right. So it's just kind of whatever you want, whatever you're feeling. And, you know, you know, you keep with the healthy stuff most of the time. And the biggest thing about, you know, intuitive eating is not necessarily looking at food as good or bad. Instead, like looking at your body and what, like listening to your body and eating what feels right in that moment. So say, you know, I'm on, I like, I'm on the go. The only thing I have is either a banana or a bag of Fritos. And I'm like, you know, I just really don't want that banana. Like I want to eat this bag of Fritos. Okay. Like it's not going to damage you. (laughs) It's not going to crush your, your hard work. It's food. Fuel your body. Yeah, and I think sure. that's, that's the hardest part to get over was to not view food as good or bad. So I feel like when people are like, you're eating pizza for dinner, it's like, yeah, it's food. I'm hungry. I'm going to nourish my body. But a salad is, a ne- is never questioned. Right. And I think that's just like we said, like that's a mentality type thing. Yeah. You know, people think oh, the salad's better, so I'm just going to eat salad three times a day, and then you're going to literally be miserable. Yeah, but that's another thing that diet culture has created is that persona of good versus bad. Oh, definitely, and that's what, you know, when it comes to, you know, all the social media platforms and all the different restaurants and stuff like that, they're they're hyping up the salad component or the bowl component. You know, kava is super big on that right now, which kava is good, don't get me wrong, but they're pushing super hard. Hey, eat the bowl because it's so much better for you than this, you know, 500-calorie pita that's going to go wrong with it. But in reality, you know, in my mentality, the pita is going to taste better. Mm-hmm. You know, you might and only eat half of it if you're worried about the calories and stuff like that. Or what you can do is eat as much as you want until you feel full. Yeah, exactly. And then mm-hmm. take the rest home with you and eat it later. Eat it for dinner, There's you know? Mm-hmm. So next question I have for you is who is the number one influence in your life, you know, minus the influence and stuff we talked on Instagram? Let's let's talk, like, personal life here. I don't know. That's hard. Like, every day you wake up... Are you doing this? I know you're doing this for yourself. 
Uh-huh. But you have to have someone else in your life that you want to make proud or you, if that makes sense. You know, that's yeah. just kind of how mm-hmm. I view stuff when it comes to culinary and stuff like that. Is yeah. there a certain person that, hey, my grandma would be really proud of me or, you know, it can be anyone. I think that, like, someone who I wouldn't... I mean, there's, I have a ton of influences in my life, right? but someone who I can constantly think of who motivates me was probably my high school dance coach. Okay. Are you still in contact with her? Yeah. Um, she kind of like pushed me into the fitness world when I really did not even want to be pushed into it. Right. (laughs) It was, you know conditioning us before practice so that we can keep up with like our routines and it wasn't until I stopped dancing that I actually started to enjoy weight training and you know working out and lifting in that aspect and she was always like super jacked like you know really really intertwined with like her her health but to feel good it would it for her I know it was to feel good you know to to crush my goals but to feel my best and in in you know the domino effect she always looked her best and I think that another thing that is so hard for people to understand is if you put yourself first, like I did, eventually that, you know, energy and that focus is going to domino effect into the rest of your life. So while I was focusing on my mentality and I was exercising for fun and not for, you know, punishment, Mm -hmm. my body did start to change because I was nourishing it. And I feel like that's all that she. So she just took it as like being, you know, having fun with it and, you know, engaging the younger crowd with it, which sounds like super inspiring. You know, it's always stuck with you, which is really important. I think that's a lot of things that people deal with on a regular basis is they see fitness as a punishment. And if you see it as a punishment, you're never going to want to do it ever. Right. You're not going to want to go work out, go to the gym. You're not going to want to run. You're not going to want to walk. Like, do what you like. And, you know, that's why they're coming out with all these, like, virtual reality fitness experiences and the Nintendo Switch experiences. Because, like, they're trying to focus it towards more fun, which I think is cool. Mm-hmm. Other than, oh, let's get you a personal trainer. Let's get in here and, you know, sweat your ass off every single day and want to hate your life. And it doesn't have to be like that. And I think right. you are a prime example for that because you have shown, you know, just in this podcast alone, you've shown everyone that it doesn't have to be like what everyone sees. You know, mm-hmm. it can be whatever you want it to be. And I think that's super inspiring and super important. And thank you so much for sharing that. So the next question I have for you is, Avery, what motivates you? I think that what for a long time what motivated me was you know like previously whenever I would do these stupid diets that never worked it was like revenge bod you know right like 
assholes in high school would make fun of you. And I mean, everyone's bullied, but it was just like sometimes to the extent where it was like unbearable. But after that, I was like, you know what? F all of you. I literally do not care anymore. What motivates me is honestly myself. Like I know that what I'm doing is for me and for no one else. And I enjoy doing what I'm doing. I enjoy learning more every single day. And honestly, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I'm going to do this for me and no one else. No, and that's how it should be. And, you know, and, and that's another fact that we can touch on as well is like not everyone peaks in high school. You know, <laughs> not everyone thinks, oh, I'm the top football quarterback. Like I'm going to go places one day. Look at all those people now. They're doing nothing with their lives. Like 95% of them are doing nothing with their lives now. And then you think about, like, you know, people like me and you, like, you know, regular people in high school, you know, we're just trying to live their lives and just make it through high school. And then now we're living our best lives. And, like, all these people look back, you know, they have multiple DUIs, been in jail, you know, have six, seven kids. And this is just. I I don't know anybody from my high school that is going through that but dang okay well i'm 27 so i'm a little bit older than you so all those people you know everyone that i went to high school with is dealing with that situation you know Mm -hmm. not all of them but a lot of them are i think i think like as as you get older you kind of realize like not everything is all like it's the real world out here and i i feel like a lot of people even myself included have been you know like looked on looked back on like how we might have acted and have been like, holy shit, like what was I doing? Like, no, thank you. I would Mm -hmm. never do that now. And I know like if I ever had the chance to go back and change anything, obviously I would, but there's always time to apologize for it. Oh, definitely. And that's part of growing up. I feel like as well. So, you know, Avery, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast. This has been probably one of the most informative podcasts I've done yet. You know, most of my podcasts have been for like 20 to 30 minutes. We're at 53 minutes right now, and this is like chock full of amazing information, and I know the guests are going to love it. So the next, in closing, I want to see if you have any, have any questions for me. Yeah, so something that I thought, you know, was interesting to ask you when I was brainstorming was how, when you're cooking for, you know, privately, um, for guests, um, in their home, do you ever get questions like how many calories is this or don't use this because I'm on a diet or. So I haven't. So when I usually do my, you know, my consultation with the guests I talk about you know likes and dislikes um you know what kind of cookware they not cookware like what kind of stove they have and stuff like that and then we go into you know do you have any allergies and stuff like that I've never really gone into the whole point of I'm counting calories and stuff like that other than I did do a podcast with this girl uh Jenny Telford she is a professional bikini bodybuilder and I Mm -hmm. did a cooking lesson with her and she was very strict on counting her calories and stuff like that. But she just didn't eat certain things. And that was kind of mm-hmm. just, we cooked together and then she ate what she could and what she couldn't. So I haven't got to that point yet. That's more of like the meal prep world, I feel like. Most people that are hiring a private mm-hmm. chef to come to their home. Um, I did do one a couple weeks ago for this, um, for one of Jenny's friends. Um, her name's Jaslyn. 
and she is in the the same fitness world you know bodybuilding journey but she was just having a cheat night so she was like you know everyone deserves a cheat night it's my boyfriend's birthday i'm gonna just kind of go all out we're gonna do a tequila dinner um so so like i said it kind of just depends Mm. i'm not a big fan of cheat meals (laughs) (laughs) um but let me see what I had another question. I just lost, lost the track. Um, okay. I have one more question. All right. How, how do you choose what you're going to cook for someone? Do you think of it? Like, do you, I know you ask your, your clients questions before you obviously cook a meal, but have there been instances where, you know, you kind of get to roll with it and run with what you think that they might like? And how do you kind of keep the balance between all of your courses? Like, how do you choose what you're going to have based on everything else? So what I usually do is I have like a staple entree that I do. If nobody knows what they want or nobody knows exactly like, um, I'm not sure kind of whatever you want, you know, chef's choice. I have a dish that I do for that. And it's a, um, so I usually do a pan roasted filet, which is in a cast iron. I don't really rely on my clients having grills, especially during the cold season. I just kind of do everything in a cast iron just to make it easier. But I do a pan roasted filet and then I, um, I use all the Virginia cuts of beef, which is super awesome, you know, from local Virginia farms. And then I do crispy baby potatoes, either asparagus or broccolini or green beans, whichever they prefer. And then I do a brandy peppercorn cream sauce. And that's like my wow factor dish. Mm-hmm. That that sauce is so good. You know, you can dip your arm in it and eat it. And that's the dish. Is, I, that, is that what you made for us at that no, dinner? No, that was the jalapeno chimichurri, but that one's really good too. Oh shit, that one was amazing. I haven't had this new one, so I'm going to have to test it out. Yeah, we need to do a dinner for you and your boyfriend, for sure. <laughs> I know. Um, we definitely can talk about that. So that's like my main wow factor. So people have no idea what they want. I did that dish on the Hampton Road show about a year and a half ago. So that's kind of yeah. just been like my go-to. Um, and then for that, from there, I just kind of balance the entree, I mean the salad and the dessert or the soup and dessert to kind of be a little bit lighter because that is so heavy. Um, Mm. So I'll do usually like a nice salad and then like a nice, maybe like lemon raspberry tart, or if it's winter time, caramel apple tart, Mm. or for example, like this Friday or well, for example, last night I did like an Asian inspired deal uh, dinner. So I did like an Asian style salad with like an orange soy vinaigrette, toasted almonds, pickled red onions, heirloom tomatoes, um, and then a little bit of uh, green onions as well. And then for dessert, I did like a Korean barbecue stir fry. So I did homemade Korean barbecue sauce. And then I did, um, so the girl was vegan. So I did, you know, noodles and zucchini and red onions and portobello mushrooms and a little bit of jalapeno and sauteed that all together. And then I made homemade Korean barbecue sauce, tossed it all with the noodles. And then her boyfriend wasn't vegan. So I did grilled shrimp for him. So he got eight grilled shrimp for that. And then for dessert, um, we did a lemon raspberry tart, which she was vegan. So I made it, um, without egg and butter, which was interesting to do for sure, but they enjoyed it. And then, so say I'm doing like, so this Friday I'm doing a cooking lesson for two and I'm doing, um, the chimichurri steak 
And then we're kind of doing like almost like a Tex-Mex feel. So we're doing like a Southwest Caesar salad. And then we're doing the chimichurri skirt steak with roasted potatoes and sauteed asparagus. And then for dessert, we're going to do a chocolate banana empanada. So I'm going to make homemade empanada dough. And then we're going to make the filling and we're going to stuff them and we're going to fry them together. And then we're going to make a bourbon caramel to go with that. Wow. Well, that sounds incredible. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of just try to like, you know, keep it out of the box and make it super uh, interesting for the clients. You know, I don't want it to just be basic. I don't really do like chicken dishes unless people necessarily like really want it because I just think chicken is boring, you know. Oh, terrible. My least favorite food right now. Definitely. I know you said that for sure. So is there any other questions for me? Mm. What is your favorite, all-time favorite thing to make so whether it be an appetizer a main entree or a dessert so you know that i get that question a lot as a chef and i think i don't really have an, a certain entree or something like that that i specify in so i really like to make soups and sauces i think it takes a really i think it takes a lot of skill to make um flavors over a short period of time in a long period of time i think it takes a lot of skill so that's kind of what i've always focused on i have a book called the flavor bible and it tells me like all the flavors that go well with each other and when i was in culinary school i still studied it quite a lot so i really think it takes you know people don't look at sauce on such a high standpoint when it comes to certain dishes but i think when we were in culinary school, you know, there's we learned everything. You know, we learned there's a protein, there's a starch, there's a veg, and there's a sauce. If you don't have a starch, veg, and a sauce and a garnish, it's not a dish. So I really took into my consideration, like, let me make these really unique sauces that will set me apart. For example, like the orange soy vinaigrette, or I make a balsamic honey mustard for the salad like you had at the dinner there. So it's like not just like your run-of-the-mill, like regular balsamic vinaigrette or regular red wine vinaigrette. Like it's something different. Like you're combining yeah. two different things together, and it really makes people like, whoa, that's really good, you know? Or the like I said, the brandy peppercorn cream sauce or uh, the jalapeno chimichurri because like chimichurri is like traditionally made with parsley. Um, sometimes people use cilantro, but I don't use any parsley at all. I use all cilantro and then I use a little bit of jalapeno for a little bit of the heat factor. And I just think it really like changes the way people think when they're like, I've never thought to do that. Like that's, that's crazy. So that's definitely cool. soups and sauces for sure. That's cool though. I feel like it's a lot different. I, I feel like I would expect I would have expected you to say a main entree. Right. And I think that, you know, everyone and if I were to say main entree, it would be the dish that we talked about previously. But like I said, um, it just ties the whole meal together. No, it definitely doesn't. You know, anyone that anyone can say, I like making a really good steak or I like making a really good pork chop. Like, I think it's more important to say, hey, I made this really good brandy peppercorn cream sauce to go with your perfectly cooked filet. Or I made this really good mustard cream, mustard infused wine sauce to go with your pork chop because like. You know, you can have a good pork chop every single day, but like I didn't cut the pork myself. I didn't kill right. the pig. I made the sauce from scratch with my imagination, which, you know, helped you make your pork even better. Yeah. So that's why I like to think because, like, you know, I can cook a good pork chop or a good steak all day long. But if it's actually something that I created that I put my mind into, I think it's super important. And that's my biggest thing is like, I don't use recipes, you know, as a chef, it's all about techniques. Um, I might use a recipe as a guideline, but I always will tweak it. Cause I don't ever like to copy anyone's work. 
Um, so one final question for you. Sure. When are you going to write a book? So I'm actually working on that right now. I'm actually, uh, I wanted to do like a top 20 recipes. That was my goal for 2021 to get it like completely done, you know, with everything that's happened with being laid off twice and starting my own business. I haven't really had the time for it, but for 2022, that is my goal to write a, I want to write an autobiography and I also want to have like my 20 top recipes in there. So I've been in touch actually with a local publishing company, um, one of my dad's friends from high school, and I'm going to work with him and I'm going to get that done in 2022. That's going to be my goal. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's super exciting and super, you know, kind of, you know, people wouldn't expect it at all. So Avery, I wanted to thank you so much for being on the podcast. This has been one of like the most informative podcasts to date for sure. Um, I'm so thankful that I've met you in my life. You're such a huge influence to everything that I do. And like I said, once again, thanks for so much for being on the Spice of Life podcast, episode four. Um, do you want to go ahead and talk about your Instagram so people can follow you? Yeah, sure. So, well, first off, thanks so much for having me. I had so much fun. It doesn't feel, I feel like I've been talking to you for like 10 minutes, but but an hour and 10 yeah. minutes. Um, and I definitely think that you are someone who I wasn't expecting to come into my life. And I think that it's cool how it all worked out. And I'm obviously so proud of you and so excited for you about all the new great things that are coming your way. Um, my Instagram is called aharfit. So it's at, well, some people say it's a hair fit, like <laughs> a Harrington, my last name, but I have always called it aharfit. So it's ahar underscore fit. Um, it's just, you know, I branded it as health and wellness. It's really just my, my journey. I'm, I'm posting things to help, help other people who, who may have, or are struggling with, um, the same thing that I did, which was eating disorder and mental health recovery, um, which I think are two really important things that I have learned so much about personally, um, that I want to share with others. So if you want to go ahead and give me a follow, that'd be great. I would greatly appreciate it. <laughs> and what we can do as well is when I reshare to my story, I'll tag both your socials on that. So people can see that on Instagram as well. So once again, guys, my Instagram is chef Duncan 94. You can find all the Instagram stuff on there as far as all the, uh, you know, the reels that I've been doing. Um, and I'll actually tag Avery in there and both their social media. So thanks again, guys, once again, for joining us for the Spice of Life podcast. My name is Chef Taylor Duncan, and I hope to hear from you guys soon. Thank you guys so much and have a great night.